Helsing spent 25 years on the PGA Tour and is a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Now he provides his unique perspective as a golfer and network broadcaster. It's time to go On the Range with Jay Helsing. On the Range is brought to you by Pro-Am Golf. Good morning. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Perley. Right here with me. What's going on? Good morning to get a rolling. A lot of big golf this weekend and a lot of stories to talk about. A lot of big golf coming up. we got Brad Barnes in the ESPN studio taking great care of us. Thank you, Meet, for that. Um, we have formula- formatted the show like around the golf. Uh, this first segment is called the On the Range segment. It's brought to you by Prom Golf. Anything you need, you got to go check out the guys at Pro-Am Golf. They are terrific. Tom DeGrand and his family do a great job. Our social media outlets, Twitter is at Jay Delsing. Facebook is Golf with Jay Delsing and Jay Delsing Golf. LinkedIn is Jay Delsing and Instagram at Pearly's in charge of Instagram. And neither of us know our handle there. So here we go. Um, also want to thank Donahue Painting and Refinishing. Kathy and Bob, call them at 314 805 2132. They are safe. They've got professional folks working for them, and they do uh, a gorgeous job. So check out the Donahue painting and refinishing. All right. So it's impossible to talk, to not talk about the, the finish last week at, at um, oh my gosh, in Chicago. What the hell? Olympia Fields. Hello. Hello. And, um, and we're headed into, this is, uh, you know, final round when we air this, the final round of the tour championship. And we have seen bombs, I bombs I, I made. Bombs made. How about JT on the 18th at, at, at uh, Muirfield Village on the workday? With Morikawa uh, doing their thing. You know, I like now uh, a lot of the times on TV they'll say what percentage of yeah. players make these putts. You know, something else about those percentages, they're not necessarily when they break seven feet. No, they normally will right. give a distance and say, okay, 28 feet yep. is, you know, 6% chance of making. If you said 28 feet with a 7-foot breaker, it would be about a half a percent. And we've just seen bomb after bomb made. It's it's remarkable. How it's exciting. The, how, it's exciting. How about DJ's play right now? Pearl, we talked about him probably about a month ago, and he was, eh. Oh well, he was struggling all over the all over Remember the map. How many of those fade drivers were hooking? Yeah, I've experienced that before. I experienced that today for three and a half hours, and I'm exhausted. <laughs> That's a quick way to uh, run your your score up in a big way. But uh, the exhibition that he put on at Boston was something that you just don't see. It's yet. fun to see him just and and Rom too. They just they're 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 on their games and they are just pounding it. There's just no holdback. Yep. There are so many exciting parts with that. Uh, was it Mackenzie Hughes? Yep. Uh, you know, ma- making that whole thing. You know, oh, how could he possibly miss that wedge or whatever it was for a second shot? Let me tell you something. When your when your career is on the line, you can miss or make from just about anywhere. And the fact that he uh, composed himself and got it up and down, and you talk about sheer, I don't know, exhaustion, excitement, and elation when he got that thing up and down. That was it was uh, that was an honest moment for him. Yeah, that got him the very last spot. Knocked our buddy Adam Long out, who uh, will be on the show really soon. And but wait um, a second, but you know we talked about that a little bit the last couple of days. Yeah, you get knocked out of the last spot, or he got the last spot to go to play next week. But look at all the things he gains for next year. Oh no, it's no question. Majors and this kind yes, of stuff. No that's question. that's a monster. Anybody on tour's got major uh, bonus kickers 
for finishing in the tour, just qualifying to get for the into tour it. championship. Yeah, it's a and, big deal. And oh, by the way, the tournament last place money is ridiculous. What is it? Do you know? No, just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Is that's what close I'm enough. That's accurate. That's close it, enough. No. no, that's fair. That's that's kind of how we are yeah, here. We yeah. we can look it up. But no, not ridiculous. We're just close. Here's the, here's the other thing that we just got to talk about this, and we'll let it go because we're not going to talk about the field and everybody right. got an idea. But Dustin Johnson gets the number one position, and folks, he starts the tournament ten under par. Started starting the tournament yep. ten under par. John Rahm, eight under par. Justin Thomas, seven under. Webb Simpson, six. Okay. Morikawa will take the fifth position. He starts at five under par. Um, We've got the Cameron Smith, Victor Hovland, Mackenzie Hughes, Cameron Champ, Billy Horschel contingent starting at even par. So they're trying to weigh the season law. You know, it's just crazy. If you're you're leading the whole dealing, two shots is next to nothing. Plus, golf isn't that way. Right. DJ could just right. go out and just you know just not be on his game, and they're going to beat him by twelve. So oh, there's no doubt. It's not like there's no doubt. I don't know. I think it's a it's an interesting format, but I guess <clears> if it was me, it'd be more. You really were leading. You ought to get like six. Yeah, or eight. Well, what what they're trying to do then is then you'll make see the, some gagging. Yeah, then you, you're trying to do is figure out a way to get the make the you know season count for a little more. Sure. So it's it's really hard to do. It's fun though. They're yeah. they're trying to it's kind of handicapping it if you yeah, will. Absolutely, we got a great interview today with Michael Collins, fun ESPN guy. caddy, fun guy. Known him for years. Appreciate him coming on the show. Um, we got to talk a little bit about Phil the Thrills debut on the Champions Tour. And then Sophia Popoff. I mean, it's just the whole thing. Let's go to Sophia first because that just irritates me. Here's here's a 304th ranked player in the world on the women's side, German girl, been trying to play, playing some on the LPGA Tour, playing some on the Symmetra. She's caddied for some of her girlfriends in these tournaments, and she couldn't get in or gain access. She sneaks into the British, the women's British, by a top 10 that she had a couple weeks back. And wins the damn thing in a, in in just great fashion. It was just spectacular to watch. So now is when, the, as a, as the dust kind of settles, because she was not an LPGA member, she doesn't get a five year exemption. Boo! She gets a two year exemption. And also, this is the one that just flipped me out. Because of COVID, the LPGA Tour has been upside down, just like the PGA Tour and just like our sporting things have happened and the majors got pushed yeah, back. So the ANA Championship is to be played in a couple weeks, and they won't let her in the field because, boo, boo. because they already set that field. Come on, okay, Michael Okay, so Brandon Chambly had a good piece on that because he's all hot to trot on this, and he's saying if I was the commissioner, they're never going to let him be the commissioner, are they? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but, Mike, I listened to Michael Wan. He goes, look, you don't have to like it. I love Sophia. I, love, I, I just told my players this is how it's going to be, and we're not changing in the middle of the year. And I'm like – I think you got to make an exception. I, I I agree. I think you got to make an exception. Yeah, I this agree. Is, we're talking about one player. We're not talking well, about you're letting you talk about one player. Of... But you, I think you're talking kind of a once in a maybe our lifetimes that somebody three hundredth in the and, and not a member, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A caddy tees it up and wins. That's straight out of uh, Caddyshack lore. I know. Now I will say this: they do have some of the lesser known uh, females, women that play over in Asia, have come in and won majors before. There are two or three of them. 
And um, so yeah, I was trying to make a point there. Don't, don't back me down off and that I, point. And I like that point until I listen to Michael Wan. But um, <laughs> anyway, we're kind of talking in a big fat circle. It's perfect. Okay, so how about Phil? Phil down in Springfield. Now you've been down there. What spectacular! By, oh my gosh, yep. Buffalo Ridge Springs. Yep. I think is what yep. they call it. Buffalo Ridge. Is what we first of all flying in there. The the rock mountain setting on the whole thing. The golf courses are absolutely gorgeous. Big cedar. Go to the Buffalo Bar for some elk stew and some other goodies over there. It's just spectacular. So he had to love that because it's a pure golf course and it's about wide enough to where he could go let her rip. Did you see the did you see the width of the fairways? Yes. Jay, there's some big fairways, there's no doubt, but there's some you got to really be paying attention to it. Yeah, how, now, how many fairways have I missed since you've been kidding for me? Come on, let's <laughs> Let me be put honest. it that way. Put it this way. None of them are too wide that none, I couldn't miss. <laughs> none of them are too wide you couldn't miss. And I'll tell you, some of the thickness of the rough, it yeah. can kind of sneak yeah. up and, and grab you a little bit. And it's, it's that type where, too, if you're off, there's you ain't finding the thing. Yeah, right. It's, you know, four-foot fairway tall grass and trees and yeah. stuff. Exactly. Spectacular place. I've gone down a second time, by the way. Yep. Uh, took Sally down there. Just a spectacular place. Yeah. And how about Phil just going out and just 61 in it right out of the hop? Right? So off what's the, the hop. difference? What's the difference? Why did, Why can he shoot 61 out there and uh, has a little tougher time shooting 61? Oh, my the gosh. The golf courses are much shorter. You know, we still play somewhere around 68. To you know, maybe they'll stretch him to seven, but he's a regular tour pro. They're playing seventy four, seventy five hundred every week, and um, you know what it's like. There is a what do you want to call it? An it thing an element. There an is element a, that, is that, 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 that he that, shows up there and he's thinking, "I got this, <laughs> easy." Who's he? Who's he concerned about? That's kind of my argument, right? But, that's the way, right, if he could go out there in the regular tour and quit pressing and yes. just go do his thing, yep. then he might get where he wants to get to some more. I yep. mean, that, that's easier said than done for sure, but I think it's kind of interesting that the guy's kind of struggling with any consistency. Well, and he he's goes out, out of the playoffs. It. I mean, he's, he missed, what, the mm-hmm. last two cuts of the playoffs? and Or if he made the first one, it wasn't he didn't have a memorable event. So, right. yeah, so, well, that's going to wrap up the uh, front nine. No, that's going to wrap up the on-range segment, John. And we're going to go ahead of yourself. Don't get ahead of ourselves. The, we're going to go to the front nine next. But this is Golf with Jay Delsing, and we're going to get our act together and Maybe. see you on the Maybe. front line or front nine. <laughs> Are your workouts more fun than this? Well, if they are, then I want to sign you to an endorsement deal with Michelob Ultra. I'm looking for anyone and everyone who makes working out a blast. If that's you, hit TeamUltra.com for a chance to score awesome perks like Team Ultra gear and more. That's TeamUltra.com to enter. No purchase necessary. Open U.S. residents 21 plus. See official rules at TeamUltra.com. Message data will apply. Always be prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Are you tired of forking out the big money? All those dollars on golf balls? Well, we finally have an option for you. Let us introduce you to Sniper Brand Golf Balls. This brand new product is a Serlin-covered ball that is just great to play. It's long off the driver, it's accurate with the irons, and importantly, it's soft around the green. And you know what the best part is? It's just $23.99 for a dozen. That's right, $23.99, and a portion of every sale goes back to a military or law enforcement agency. Find Sniper Brand online at thesniperbrand.com. Plus, you can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and check out their entire line of golf products on their website, thesniperbrand.com. And don't forget to check out the Sniper Brand logo. You're going to love it. 
Let your local farmer's insurance agent, Ed Fogelbach, put his experience to work for you. Ed Fogelbach proudly serves the St. Louis City, County, and Metropolitan area and any of their families and businesses and is ready to review your existing policies or provide a no-obligation quote today. Call the Fogelbach Agency at 314-398-0101 to get smarter about your insurance. Again, that's the Fogelbach Agency at 314-398-0101. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. In these extremely trying times, the management team at Marcone would like to give a shout-out to our 500-plus employees and their families. Their diligence and commitment to each other, our process, and our company are so good that we are obligated to state it publicly. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. You have all contributed to our success, and your dedication is imperative to the continued growth of our company. Thank you for your efforts. Marcone is the largest distributor of General Electric Appliance Parts in North America, based in St. Louis, Missouri. I want to thank the tremendous teamwork of Marcone Purchasing Manager Nicole Earl and GE District Manager Karen Lindquist, who ensure that Marcone Appliance Parts has your GE parts for your home. Thank you so much. You've seen it and played it in bars over the past 30 years, and now you can bring golden tea to your home. Complete your basement or man cave with the popular arcade game, The Ultimate Virtual Golfing Experience. Over 80 courses, unique game modes, and you can even challenge a buddy in online tournaments. However you play, you will be the talk of your neighborhood. Visit home.goldentea.com to learn more. This is a subject that most people don't want to talk about, but many find themselves facing. Their marriage is ending and they need to find a good lawyer at the most difficult time in their life. Or maybe you're like me, divorced for almost 15 years, but you're still wrestling with hassles, maintenance, and other hard-to-figure-out issues. Do yourself a favor and call 314-788-3030. That's the law office of my buddy and attorney, Henry Miller. I was living under the burden of unfair maintenance and a few other things that could only be settled in the courtroom. My only regret is that I didn't use Henry years ago. He is first and foremost smart and hardworking. But what was really important to me is that he listened. He's also fair and extremely honest. We had an odd issue arise where I had paid for something that was not allowed to be used in our case. After one call and an email, it was settled and that charge was removed. Do yourself a favor and call Henry Miller. He is the man you can trust when you need him the most. You can also reach him at GrantMillerSmith.com. Grab your clubs. We're headed to the front nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The front nine is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Golf Classic. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm trying to get it together over here. I got Pearlie sitting next to me, and we're going to the front nine. Um... The front nine is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic. And, uh, man, the folks at Ascension, I just heard the folks at Ascension, we'll talk a little bit about this in the Ultra 19th hole. They are making a sizable donation out of their pocket to some of the North County charities. Wow. Yep. That's the kind of, that's the kind of sponsor we have for the St. Louis that's event. Awesome. It's just terrific. And I need to give a shout-out to the Whitmore folks. Um, if you're looking for... A country club to join, you've got to consider Whitmore Country Club. Their number is 636-926-9622. And um, there's 90 holes of golf that you have access to in this membership. There's 36 holes at the facility at 
um, Whitmore. But in addition to that, you get uh, you can play the Missouri Bluffs, the Lynx of Dardine, and the Golf Club of Wentzville, and the cart fees are included in there. Now, Whitmore has been doing a phenomenal job of social distancing and practicing social distancing, not only in their um, on the golf course, which is what we're all doing around town, but they've they've got their restaurants, they've got their outdoor patios open, uh, they've got two large pool complexes, a 24-hour fitness center. They're doing everything safely and doing it really well at Whitmore Country Club. There's, if you're not into golf, they've got three tennis courts. There's a swim team for your kids. There's uh, junior golf and junior tennis. Um, the kids club is spectacular. There's the wine, the nine and dine um, I'm thinking wine. There's the the the, the, the nine and wine and nine. Yeah, you could throw that in there, I right? I, yeah, so I went for it. I'm thinking that sounds like a great event. Play nine with a little wine, dine, and some more wine, and um, so folks are doing that while their kids are out enjoying the kids club. So go in the golf shop, say hi to our buddy Bummer, and um, uh, they do uh, uh, just a terrific job at Whitmore Country Club. There's golf league, skins games, members tournaments. There's a social calendar all year. It's just fantastic. You can check them out online at WhitmoreGolf.com. All right, John, we are going to this Michael Collins interview. Michael Collins has been a friend of mine for over 20 years. He is uh, His Twitter handle is ESPN Caddy. He was a professional stand-up comedian. He kind of got into golf. I was there the first time he came out. Down in Hilton Head. It's just a really fun fun guy. And uh, so let's go to that interview. Max Kellerman, in the spirit of Stephen A. Smith, since he's not on today with you, I will channel him as best as I can for you. Max Kellerman, have you lost your damn mind? Michael Collins is brought to you by Golden Tee. I am sitting down with Michael Collins, my longtime buddy. Michael, good morning, man. Good morning, man. This has been a long time coming, brother. It is great hearing your voice. Uh, I I am smiling right now. We're not anywhere close to one another, uh, but I am smiling when I think of you. I look back at, I think it was Hilton Head when I first met you, and man, you yep. got to tell the folks, a, a stand-up comedian, a cool person, <laughs> a golf lover, and man, what you're doing is just cool. Just give us all just a little bit of catch-up. Yeah, it is kind of funny. Like when people think about the journey of my career and how everything started, um, it doesn't seem real. It, it honestly doesn't seem real. You and I met on a driving range in 1998 in Hilton Head, South Carolina, the week of the tournament. And I was doing stand-up comedy full-time. And the irony of how that all went down is a fun story, too. So I had come to the game of golf very late. Um, in life, and it was another comedian who made me learn how to play, and I used to make fun of them, just like in junior high and high school back in the day. I mean, I made fun of golfers because they were the nerds back then, right? They were the they were the kids that I would be like, man, a little dude like me, that's the one guy I can chase home and try and take his lunch money because I know back then <laughs> golfers weren't athletes. They ain't fighting, right? So my this comedian was like hey man you gotta learn how to golf because it's in everything he would watch it on tv and i would be what you got narcolepsy you got sleep disorder what you watching golf for <laughs> right and he was like nah man you got to get into it and lo and behold uh i go to high school with a kid who gets into the golf industry and ends up being an assistant pro down in south carolina and hilton head 
And so I'm doing stand-up comedy, and this guy's like, hey, if you ever get down this way, give me a holler, and uh, we'll we'll go to the tournament. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And once I got into the game of golf, then I was like, man, I should book comedy wherever the tour is going to be. This would be awesome, and I bet no one thought of that. That was stupid. Every comedian and his cousin had already think, thought of that. So <laughs> there was a guy who had every year he was the regular comedian that would work the week of Hilton Head. And so his wife was pregnant one year, and they were going to have a baby either the week before or the week after. It was due right around the tournament, so he wasn't going to be able to go. So he knew I was kind of into golf and had never been to a tournament. So he goes, look, I can't do this week. I'm going to call the owner of the comedy club, and then you call him, and I'm going to set it up so you can go. All right, cool. So now I call my buddy, and I'm like, it's Sunday night. Hey, man, I'm coming down tomorrow. I'm going to be performing for the whole week. Man, this will be fun. Let's hang out. Can I, I just wanted to go to his golf course because I knew I could play for free. Like He would get yeah. me hooked up. That's all I was thinking about. And he was like, perfect, man. We're going to go to the tournament. I got tickets for Tuesday. And I'm like, Tuesday? They don't play on Tuesday, man. They don't play till like, Saturday, right? That's when it's on TV. And he goes, nah, man. They start on Thursday, but Tuesday we'll go because we can watch practice. And I was like, golf practice. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because I had no clue. So now I'm like, whatever, man. Let's just, okay. So we show up. Back then, if you remember, the, the putting green at Hilton Head was about, it was on a platform about three feet above just where the regular walkways were. So oh, yeah, for sure. And go right over to the putting green. And this dude who's putting just stops putting and comes over to me and goes, hey, man, what's going on? I'm like, uh, nothing. How you doing? <laughs> just got here. Man, that's crazy. Are you doing shows this week? And I was like, yeah, actually, um, starting tonight and going to be hanging all week. Oh, that's all. we got to catch up, man. It's been too long. I'm going to come to a show, man. Let's hang. I'm like, all right, cool. You got to come up and, okay, perfect. And he walks away and starts putting again. Now, my buddy who's in the golf industry is looking at me like, like he just saw a, a ghost. Yeah, like what and just goes, happened here? Yeah, because yeah, he knows I don't know anything about golf. And he goes, you know Billy Andre? And I'm like, I've never seen that guy before in my life. We found out later that he thought I was Hootie from Hootie and the Blow. Because <laughs> this was did. 1998 and Crack Rearview Mirror had just come out. And I had shaved in a couple of days and was skinny back then. And – uh that was my first nickname on tour was Little Hootie. And so then we, my, my friend is freaking out because he's like, man, you're not supposed to be talking to these dudes when they're trying to get their work done. So uh, I was like, well, it ain't my fault. They came up to me. So he goes, let's just go walk out on the course. So we go out, get to number 11, and a caddy walks up on the tee by himself, puts the bag down. What's up, boss? And I was like, hey, what's going on? What do you do? And I was like, oh, I'm a comedian. He's like, nah. I go, yeah. So he turns back and he goes, yo, Omar, this dude's a stand-up comedian. Now my friend is panicking again, and Omar comes up. Omar Uresti comes over, and it's his brother, um, Hoss, uh, who, uh, Rusty Uresti. Rusty, yeah. His nickname, Rusty Uresti, whose nickname is Hoss because he can never remember anyone's name, so he only calls everyone Hoss. So, of course, <laughs> he gets the nickname Hoss because that's what he calls everybody. So Omar comes over and is like, hey, are you really a stand-up comedian? I go, yeah. And he goes, do you know Rodney Carrington? And I go, yeah, me, I just performed with him at the Stardome in Atlanta, not, in uh, Alabama, not too long ago. And he was like, that's awesome. Come on in here. And he lifts the rope up. 
And my friend now looks like he's about to cry because we're walking <laughs> under the rope, just walking down the fairway with a golfer. And it's, and I don't know that this isn't normal. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. So we're talking comedy and plus just having a good time, bull, just having some yeah, some bull crap talk. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. a bunch of dudes walking around. But my buddy's not saying two words. So now we walk like three or four holes with him. And then I'm like, man, I need to dip out of here. And Omar's like, hey, can we come? To the, to, the, to the show tonight. I'm like, yeah. So I get back to the condo, and I'm like, they're not going to call me. And I call the comedy club owner and say, hey, man, there's a pro golfer and his caddy might come to the show tonight, put the name on the list just in case. And don't, lo and behold, Omar calls and is like, hey, man, we're coming. I'm like, all right, I got tickets for you at the door. So show's packed on Tuesday night. Have a fun set. It's really good. Afterwards, Omar's hanging. Everybody's been drinking, having a good time. And Omar's like, man, I had such a good time and played so good when you came out and walked a few holes with me. You got to come out for the rest of the week. And I'm like, well, I don't like, I don't have a ticket. Like, I, I can't. And he was like, man, I got you. Goes down to the car, comes back, gives me a couple clubhouse badges. So now, same thing. I don't know anything about golf, so I don't know how precious these things are. But I, you know, we all leave, and and the owner's like, man, what's the deal? What are you doing? And I was like, oh, he gave me a couple of clubhouse badges. And told me to come meet him tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's going to, what time he's going to practice on Wednesday and all this other stuff. So I'm like, I'm, I'm glad I got them khaki pants that them dudes all wear and I got a polo. So <laughs> he's like, all right, cool. So the, now my, the owner's freaking out. But the next day I go to the tournament, I got khaki pants on and a polo shirt. And so I'm outside, like by the fence, by the driving range, and Omar introduces me to a couple of golfers, one of whom had just won the Open Championship. Like, he goes, hey, I want to introduce you to a buddy of mine who's also from Texas. This is Justin Leonard. And I was like, hold up. I've seen you on TV, bro. I know who you are. And he laughed, and he was like, hey, can I come to the show too? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So then Omar was like, hey, man, sit tight. And I was like, no, I'm going to come up there on the range. He was like, nah, you don't have a pass. You don't have a badge to get up here. So I'm like, don't worry about that, man. I got it. So I walk back near the front, and I see these towels. So I just grab a towel and I throw it on my shoulder, right? And then this is the... I see all the caddies have khakis. And back in the, this is back before caddies were allowed to wear shorts. So all the caddies were dressed like me. So I just throw the towel on my shoulder and just start walking up onto the driving range. But I look like I'm ready to kill somebody. Like I look mad. I'm angry. Like something didn't go right at practice today. And I just walk up and now I'm standing up by Omar. He's like, dude, how did you get up here on the driving range? And I was like, well, look, I dressed like a caddy. I got a towel on my shoulder, and I got the angry brother man face. And he's like, what? <laughs> I was like, look, everybody working the tournament right now, even the security, they're all volunteers. Like, they're not going to stop an angry black guy who looks like he knows what he's doing and where he's going. Like, like you do, I'm doing this for free, man. They gave me this shirt and the hat. Like, I, you, why don't you let that dude punch you in the face? Why well, I got to get punched if you go stop him. Right? There's no and way, man. Everybody just kind of went ole and let you go. Yeah, there was just like, hey, man, that dude apparently knows what's going on because something didn't go right. Leave him alone, <laughs> right? Like, and remember, everybody, this is 1998, so it's before 9-11 happened. So I'm up on the driving range, and, and it, we're laughing because by the end of the week, we Omar was like, he even heard one of the security guys go, hey, man, did you see that guy's credential? And one the other security guy goes, nah, but he knows everybody, so he must be all right. <laughs> that, was, that was what I but that's what the end of the week looked like. So by Michael. the end of the week, probably 50 players and 100 caddies that come to the show. 
and it was it, and we had had an absolute blast and there were crazy things that were happening the funniest thing that happened that week jay friday after the second round omar makes the cut and he wants to go practice after his round now he played early on friday so you know, I don't have a show until 8, I say 8 or 9 o'clock. So by 2 o'clock, O's, you know, done, and he wants to practice a little bit. But now his caddy, Hawes, hasn't eaten yet. So now we're st- I'm staying up on the driving range with him, and Hawes looks at me and goes, hey, man, little Hootie, um, I'm going to go eat. I want you to just keep Omar's clubs clean, all right, so he can practice. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> so Omar's hitting balls. Now, he's playing Ram back in the day. He's got a Ram bag. Yeah. And I'm looking at the other caddies. They're standing with their arms crossed, like, looking all professional. And so Omar's hitting the shot. I'm like, hey, it's a good shot, man. It looks good. It looks good. And this guy says, hey, kid, come here. So he's, like, just a little bit away from Omar. So I walk over, and this dude is like, hey, man, take a look at this. So I'm, I'm uh, okay. All right. So now he holds the club, sets it down, takes it back to his belt line. How's that look? It looks good. I have no clue. <laughs> then he goes, sets it down again, and he takes it back to the top. And he goes, is that club head square? And I don't know what he's talking about, so I'm looking at the shape of the club head. So I'm like, it looks pretty square. Yeah, that looks pretty good. <laughs> and he goes, and now from that standstill, the dude lets one go. Swap. And it's, I mean, it is a frozen rope. This thing doesn't move, and it's perfect. So I'm like, see, I told you. That looks fantastic, man. What, what else you want? And he goes, yeah, that feels pretty good. Thanks, kid. Thanks. So I go back over to Omar. So Omar hits the shot, and then he turns and walks back to me, standing by the bag, and whispers to me, hey, uh, what did Tom Watson want? And I go, he wanted me to look at his swing. <laughs> and Omar goes, what's your handicap? And I go, what's a handicap? And he goes, what do you shoot? Like, when you play golf, I'm like, about 115. One time I broke 105, though. Like, I was, I was feeling that day. And now Omar's laughing so hard he can't breathe because Tom Watson, one of the greatest golfers ever, was just asking a dude who can't break 104 to look at his swing at a professional golf event. Michael, I th- this story is absolutely 100% true. And in today's world, you couldn't get out of your car without having like people want to frisk you and say, you know, you're not allowed to do this. And, uh uh-uh. It's just, you know, something about the PGA Tour, man, back in the day, it was so, I don't know, everybody was so accessible, and and it's not like that at all anymore. Well, it can't be now. I mean, when you think about it, and look, part of that is the world that we live in today because of 9-11, and part of it, too, is because of Tiger, and because of, of now the amount of people that come to just a regular PGA tour event and still are able to get closer to these guys than they ever would at a football game or a baseball game, or, you know, even, even a basketball game, you know, you ain't, unless you got floor seats or, you know, somebody, you're not down there hanging out with basketball players or, you know, unless you get to the game early or have a kid that you can, that knows somebody or can get down, next to the field before the game or after the game and try and get in an autograph. Like you're not getting close to the players, but when it comes to golf, you can still be up against the ropes on a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday and over by the driver range. You can talk to guys when they're out there. So golf is still more accessible than any other sport that there is, 
But, man, compared to what it was back then, you know, it, it is much, much different. It is much, much different. But, you know, I think for the safety of the players and for the best of the PGA Tours, they, I still think it's the best thing out there. And I still think there are ways. And, and I can't tell you how many times I've grabbed a kid, you know, after my caddy career started and pulled him under the ropes you know, and, and let him come walk a couple of holes. And because and, I remember after, when I realized, like, how much that meant to, to my buddy when that first event and realizing, okay, wait a minute, this is not normal. And that's, I mean, how my caddying started, where other caddies would just, on a Tuesday and a Wednesday, a caddy would be like, hey, Mike, you want to carry the bag? And I'd be, yeah, because I'm like, I get to be inside the ropes again not thinking this bag is 35 pounds and I'm about to walk <laughs> seven miles with this thing, give this other dude a day off, you know, but that's kind of then where my love for caddying happened as well. So, you know, being able to pay that forward sometimes and, and allow people to come do something they wouldn't normally be able to do and see the, their eyes get bugged out and stuff and not be able to catch their breath for a hole or two. Cause they can't believe like what's going on like that. That's really cool and fun. And for me, it's, it, it feels like that's, a part of me not just paying it forward, but helping grow the game even more. All right, that's going to wrap up the front nine, but don't go anywhere. We're going to finish up this Michael Collins interview on the back nine. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Are your workouts more fun than this? Well, if they are, then I want to sign you to an endorsement deal with Michelob Ultra. I'm looking for anyone and everyone who makes working out a blast. If that's you, it's TeamUltra.com for a chance to score awesome perks like Team Ultra gear and more. That's TeamUltra.com to enter. No purchase necessary. Open U.S. residents 21 plus. See official rules at TeamUltra.com. That's some data that apply. Always be prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. AD Michelob Ultra like your singles, Missouri. Are you in the market for some new clubs? Maybe a bag and the latest style of sweet new shoes. Is this the year you decide to stop listening to your buddy's advice and get some real golf instruction? If any of these appeal to you, then go to Pro-Am Golf today. Pro-Am Golf has all the latest gear from all the major manufacturers. Call Steve today at 314-781-7775 and schedule a lesson with Tom DeGrand. Tom is the best. He's been in the game for over 50 years, so you take that knowledge along with their state-of-the-art equipment, and boom, your game will get a whole lot better. Visit them at ProMGolfUSA.com. USA Mortgage is doing it again. Joe Schieser and his staff have lowered rates again this month, and they will waive closing costs if you want to refinance to get cash out, lower your rate, shorten your term, or eliminate that costly, unnecessary mortgage insurance. If you are purchasing a property, they can issue a pre-approval letter within minutes. They are the largest mortgage company in the state of Missouri, and their volume allows them to quote the lowest rates. Don't waste your time with the national online brokers. USA Mortgage is employee-owned and operated right here in St. Louis. Joe Schieser has closed over $500 million in loans in nearly 30 years in the business and over $2 million alone to Delsing's. Okay, so you and your family are looking to join a country club. Well, I need to recommend to you Whitmore Country Club. They've got 90 holes of golf in the membership out there. You have access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, the Golf Club of Wentzville, and all the cart fees are already included in your membership. There's no food or beverage minimums and no assessments. My friend Bummer in the golf shop is a phenomenal guy. You've got to go out and check him out. He and the staff out there run golf leagues, skins games, members tournaments, couples events, available all year round. There's a kids club in the main clubhouse, and they have a huge fitness center. 
There's three tennis courts if you're not into golf, a gigantic pool for you and your family to use. Year-round social calendar is spectacular. There's holiday parties, picnics, date nights, always have live music, and much, much more. If you're looking for a family-friendly, safe place to hang out, you got to check out Whitmore Country Club. Call them at 636-926-9622. We're halfway there. It's time for the Back Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The Back Nine is brought to you by Vogelbach Agency with Farmers Insurance. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. Pearly is with me, and uh, we are headed to the Back Nine that are brought to you by the Vogelbach Agency with Farmers. Um, we're going to jump right back into the conclusion of the interview with Michael Collins. I hope you enjoy it. He's like a single-digit handicap when there aren't people around and cameras. But when there is a crowd around, not quite as good. Michael Collins is brought to you by Golden Tee. But the fact yeah, that you it on tour, I mean, I, this whole thing is just, it's not the way it's supposed to go. And I, it's its absolutely no. my favorite part of this. I love it. Well that's, well, that's the thing, too. Like, everything that has happened career-wise in my life from comedy you know, I can't tell you how many people reached out to me and was like, hey, man, I want to be a caddy on tour. How do I do it? I'm, and I go, you, there's, you can't follow the path that I follow. It's not possible to do because after carrying the bags on Tuesday and Wednesdays and stuff for guys, then Robert Gomez called me up one week, you know, because I started booking comedy wherever the tour was going to be, and I got some opportunities. So that's what would happen. On Tuesday and Wednesday, I would carry the bag, and we would joke around. I'll never forget Toronto. Toronto. I'm performing at a place called Comedy Wood, and Gomez and I are staying in the same hotel. So he's like, man, I'm coming to every single show. Come walk practice rounds with me. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm walking practice rounds Tuesday and Wednesday, and he's like, listen, let's talk about what are you going to talk about tonight? I don't know. So he would be like, yo, so this happened yesterday. Talk about that on stage. So then I would go that night to the comedy club. He would be in the audience. I would start talking about whatever we were talking about on the golf course. And if it killed, I would give him credit. And if it bombed, I would be like, the, the reason that joke wasn't funny was because that dude right there wrote it. It's <laughs> his fault. You, right? Which would then make the crowd laugh anyway. Right. So that's what we were doing. And so, I mean, we were having fun. And, and he calls me one week when I'm home. And it's like, hey, man, are you performing next week? And I go, yeah, I got a show just on Friday and Saturday. It's not that big a deal. Why? What's up? And he was like, cancel it, man. I, need, I want you to come caddy for me. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, come caddy. I'm not having fun on the golf course. My caddy quit. I got to go play this Nike Tour event. I don't want to play in, but I'm coming back from injury, and I got to get a start. And I just I need to remember how to just have fun on the golf course again. So, man, come caddy for me. And I'm like, yeah, all right, why not? That was my answer. Why not? Like, okay. And I have no earthly idea how to caddy for real in a tournament. Like, I've never done anything. I've just carried the bag. The caddy – has done everything else, taking notes, doing all the other stuff. So we play in Louisiana, and we get to the golf course, and it's a wash. Like, the course is underwater. No practice round on Tuesday. They cancel the Pro-Am Wednesday. We're not allowed to hit a shot on the golf course. So I get zero practice caddying for real. We could, They gave us a cart and said, you can drive around and look at the course. You can't even hit putts. So now Thursday, first round, First hole, par five, downhill, I got the bib on, and it's real. And I'm, what in the heck am I doing? 
And Gomez comes over to the bag and takes the head cover off the driver. And as he's doing it, I lean into him and I go, hey, man, listen, don't hit it in the bunker down there on the left because I don't know how to rake like a pro, okay? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, see how you're laughing right now? Like, I couldn't understand the confused look on his face when I said that to him on the first tee for real. You know where the ball was going, right? Oh, so, right into the bunker a hundred times in right a row. Right in the bunker. Yes, right in the bunker. He comes over and slams the club in the bag, and I lean into him. I just told you not to hit it there, dude. And he goes, you can't say that, man, because then that's the only place I'm going to focus on. I'm going to hit it there. <laughs> and I looked at him with a, a stupid look on my face, and I go, now you tell me what to say and what I can't say. And he, like, shakes his head and laughs. Now we get down to this bunker. It's a par five in this fairway bunker. And I looked at him, and I'm like, man, what you going to do? And he goes, I'm going to take this three-wood, and I'm going to hit it in the front greenside bunker, and I'm going to get up and down for birdie because this is a par five. And I looked at him, and I was like, fool, I just told you I can't rake like a pro, and you're going to hit it in two bunkers on the first hole? Man, you hit it in that greenside bunker, I'm going to call immigration and tell him you're not legal. I'm going to get you kicked out. <laughs> so now he gets this smirk on his face, jumps down in that bunker, and takes the three-wood, calls his shot perfectly executed three wood right in the front green side bunker. And as he posed, as the ball's going exactly where he wants it to, he turns and gives me another look, poop-eating grin. And I put the bag down, and I go, security, we got an illegal Mexican down here, man. We got to do something, yo. This is 1999. And now he starts laughing, and he's like, get your caddy behind down in that bunker and rake. <laughs> laughing. And I'm laughing, but then I look over, remembering, oh, shoot, this is for real. There's two other players and two other caddies. And the, the confused slash panic slash what the hell's going on here look on their face was priceless. It was great. And he got up and down for birdie, and we had a blast walking around. And, you know, I'll never forget, like, guys then gave me their phone number and was like, hey, when you got another week off of comedy, call me. And that's how caddying started. Like, it's the most crazy, ridiculous story ever. And, you know, long story short, Chris Couch at one point said to me, listen, from now on, whenever you're not doing stand-up comedy, you caddy for me, and that's it. You're my full-time caddy. And later on, a year and a half later, when he said that, we finished second in Miami and set the scoring record at the Tour Championship. Still to this day, my only caddy win. We finished fourth on the money list. Went to the PGA Tour. I canceled six months of gigs because I was, that's it, you know. I was just getting married, and I was like, man, I'm, this is it, man. Life's about to change. We're going to do things now, baby. And three weeks in, I got fired. <laughs> oh, I my God. I can't believe that. Yeah. St- I mean, I remember that, but I just, oh. <laughs> what the hell? So after, caddy, after canceling six months of comedy gigs, I got fired my third week. I got fired. After he tried to Monday qualify for Phoenix, and I wasn't even caddying for him. He had his coach caddying for him, and he missed the Monday, and I got fired. So, And it's okay, everybody. Look, I am good friends with everyone I have ever worked for, and there's only – there's not actually – probably one and it wasn't really a fire there's only one dude that fired me face to face no one else fired me face to face they either called me on the phone or in the case of daniel chopra chopra sent his wife out to oh, fire come me on a thursday round yeah because 
He thought we were going to fight because our relationship had gotten that bad. We almost fought once on the golf course already at TBC Avenel on a Friday, on a Thursday. It got so bad. I put the bag down Thursday on number five at TBC Avenel and was just like, you want to go right here? <laughs> like, I don't know what's, I don't know what's wrong with you. I, don't, I have no clue why you're acting the way that you're acting, but, like, we're going to fix this right now. But you're and not going to keep like, talking to me like this. Like, There's no way. Give it away. I, so I didn't understand. Like, I didn't understand why he was so angry and mad. And it turns out it was over something so stupid and so – I mean, we laugh about it now. You know what I'm saying? But at the time, it was just like, you know, oh, it was, it was horrible. It was hard. But I was learning, like, how important a relationship between a caddy and a player is. Like, that was one of the reasons I love caddying so much. It's why I love – being able to do that because it was the opposite of comedy. Comedy for me is like, it's all me. I just, me walk on stage. I'm the star. I'm responsible for everything that comes out of my mouth. And whether you like it or not, like, it's just all about me. But the reason I love caddying is because I get to be the vice president. I'm never going to be a good enough golfer to be inside the ropes, but I know and have learned the game at the professional level from the caddying that I've done that it's all about saying the right thing at the right time and sometimes knowing when it feels like you should say something and knowing not to say something, and that's going to get the best out of your player. And yet, back in the day, you never heard golfers – I mean, if we're being honest, back in the day when you and I met and when I was caddying, you never heard a player say we. No. Ever. There was no such thing. There was no such thing as, as we as a team were doing this and, you know, we made good decisions today and we were in between clubs on this. So not never. It was always me and I. And caddies, we were cool with that because it was like I would laugh when a guy, if I, my guy did an interview and they were, oh, you hit a great seven iron back on this par three. And he was like, yeah, I was real confident. Stood And I, and caddies, we would laugh and be like, yeah, you were not confident because you wanted to hit a six iron, which would have flew 20 yards over the green. But I talked you into the seven iron. And, like, I love that. So I love being the guy behind the curtain because no other sport is like that. So it was cool to be – it was cool to be a servant for someone. It was cool to know that I'm part of the game and yet the pressure that they feel, I feel the same, if not more, because no one's rooting hard for, for a person to do well than the caddy. No one. Right. No, the better you do, the better I do. So there's no way that you're rooting harder for yourself than I'm rooting for you. And so I'm trying as the caddy to do the best thing for you. Even when we both know if you don't have your A game, you know, you want to project like you do. You know, you're going to lean on me even harder to kind of help you with club decisions and what's the wind doing here. And so that part of it, man, it was easy to fall in love with the game. That's going to wrap up the back nine and the interview with Michael Collins. But don't go anywhere. Uh, John and I are going to break that interview down and uh, a few other things on the Michelob Ultra 19th hole. This is Golf with Jay Delson. Extraordinary effort deserves recognition. The management team at Marcone would like to say thank you to our over 500 employees and their families. Your dedication and commitment to our success has been so steadfast that we are experiencing another incredible year. At a time when many businesses are struggling, your performance has exceeded expectations. Every idea shared and every opportunity seized by you has led us to new heights. So, thank you. Marcone is based in St. Louis, Missouri and is the largest distributor of General Electric Appliance Parts in North America. 
I'd like to thank Marcone Operations Director Jim Wolfington and his team of 10 regional distribution managers for a flawless record of shipping millions of next-day critical appliance parts every year. Thank you, Jim, and your team. You've seen it and played it in bars over the past 30 years, and now you can bring Golden Tea to your home. Complete your basement or man cave with the popular arcade game, the ultimate virtual golfing experience. Over 80 courses, unique game modes, and you can even challenge a buddy in online tournaments. However you play, you will be the talk of your neighborhood. Visit home.goldentea.com to learn more. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101 to see how they can help you stay in the game. That's Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101. We are Farmers. USA Mortgage is doing it again. Joe Schieser and his staff have lowered rates again this month, and they will waive closing costs if you want to refinance to get cash out, lower your rate, shorten your term, or eliminate that costly, unnecessary mortgage insurance. If you are purchasing a property, they can issue a pre-approval letter within minutes. They are the largest mortgage company in the state of Missouri, and their volume allows them to quote the lowest rates. Don't waste your time with the national online brokers. USA Mortgage is employee-owned and operated right here in St. Louis. Joe Schieser has closed over $500 million in loans in nearly 30 years in the business and over $2 million alone to Delsing's. For the last 48 years, Pro-Am Golf has been providing outstanding customer service to the greater St. Louis area for all of our golf needs. From top-of-the-line equipment to full-service club repair lessons and instructions. They now have their own retail outlet as well as state-of-the-art computers, cameras, and things to customize all of your personal club fitting needs. Pro-Am Golf carries all the major brands. They also have the latest fashion trends from Puma Golf. Whatever your needs, Pro-Am Golf will meet them and have the best customer service in the industry. Call us at 314-781-7775 or find us at ProAmGolfUSA.com. Grab your friends, a cold one, and pull up a chair. We're on to the 19th hole on golf with Jay Delsing. The 19th hole is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got Pearly with me, and we are headed to the 19th hole, which is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Mm. Ultra doesn't sound too bad right now, Pearl. Not at all. Open yours. And let's, uh, what'd you think about the. that interview with Michael Collins. He I, I, is a I, just character. Really, I really liked it, Jay. I, I thought there were so many cool topics. I thought that um, his approach and how he got out there, I, mean, I just absolutely, I just absolutely loved it. Knows nothing about golf, just kind of sparked to it, if you will, a little bit. Used to think it's kind of silly and that kind of thing. And next thing you know, he's out there. And I'll tell you the part that just got under my skin a little bit. I'll acknowledge that he's got a win out there. No doubt. You How many times better, did I drag that thing around? You should have got a better player. <laughs> Obviously, I, would, I needed the caddy better. Here's a guy that doesn't that's, know a dang thing I'm about thinking. the game. But here's what was fun for me. He he brought some of the key elements naturally or from his comedic background, if you will. Keeping the player loose. Having kind of the good conversation. 
Uh, not knowing how to rake bunkers. No, that's not that really another yeah, part no, of no, it. No, so skip, skip over that one. Knowing what to say, when to say it, and kind of having that sense, almost reading the room as yep. you have to as a comic. Right. Those are some things you might be a heck of a good player, but you might not have that kind of timing or that kind of confidence and stuff. Keeping your guy loose and saying the right thing at the right time, that's two biggies. That's a big deal. It is a, it's a big deal. I, I, I'll never forget seeing him on the range at Hilton Head. And I'm standing there like, what's what's up with what's going on? Yeah. Like, hey man, you know, we were just talking to him and stuff. And um, the second day, he's standing on the range. Now he's got khakis on and he's got like a polo shirt on and and he throws a towel over his shoulder. I'm like, dude, how'd you get on the range? And he's like, are you kidding me? I saw that all the caddies are you know carrying towels around. Uh, I just put this angry black man face on, threw the towel over my shoulder, and everybody let me walk wherever I wanted to. And he just, uh, he brings, not necessarily to me an um, irreverence, but just a freshness that is not stuffy. It's not caught up. He's going to say something to Tiger that he would say to me. Yeah. Well, the tour is always looking, you know, once upon a time it was Gary McCord. They're yep. always looking for somebody, uh, David Faraday. They're gonna they're looking for somebody that can come from a different angle. This guy looks like a cartoon character. Yes. Uh acts like a cartoon character, yep. just kinda has that that calm demeanor. And and you know, we've both talked about that. And obviously I had to play some of those games as far as I could pose as your brother, yep. as your cousin, yep. as your caddy. Yep. And it it does help when you just walk around and know what you Look like you know what you're doing, and maybe you'd be dressed apart a little bit to to make it a long way. Uh, I, I thought it was uh, a fantastic interview and uh, a lot of fun, and another character uh, brought into the game of golf. And obviously, he got to know what he's doing too. If you're on the bag and you're having a win, yeah, no doubt. And he's got how many shows on XM? He's doing. He's he's grown the game. He's grown the game. I like some of the personalities of the guys that wanted him to caddy, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Gomez, oh, yeah. Uh, Couchy. Couchy. I mean, oh, these, yeah. these are guys oh, that are yeah. way on the fringe. Kind of fringe, fringe, yeah. fringe type guys. Let's. Uh, I just got to throw in the little sniper ball plug. Uh, you had some sniper ball issues today. I had some sniping sniper so, ball so issues today. So we all today. know, Meat. How much grief has he dragged around me because he doesn't have any sniper balls? Wait a second, Meat. Is that a sniper cap you're wearing? It's a sniper cap. I don't cap. have a sniper yeah. cap. Oh gosh, I could I could have used that today. That's yeah. what that's what the difference would have been. Oh my gosh. Oh man, Pearly plays. You like got a flat. Head. You're doing the flat bill. I would be curved. That's kind of how bill. it came. It, it's a little flatter. It's yeah. the trucker style. Yeah, it's cool. And Pearly <laughs> played like his flat bill was on backwards. Oh today. my gosh. <laughs> and here's the problem for for me today. I had big expectations. I was hitting good on the range. I've hit it good the last couple of times. Although the last time I played, which was about three weeks ago, highest score I've shot since I was 13 years old. Could not find the golf course, and it continued today because it was not <laughs> going to be. It was not going to be low today. It was. It wasn't going to be low, but you did a lot. You did a lot better than that. You, you never out, saw you me. I was yeah, in the trees left all day. No, you didn't. You Except birdied for, the first hole. That's true. And you made a you. Could have birdied the second hole. Should have birdied the second hole. You had a tough putt, and you did not birdie the third, (laughs) but you could have. No, you could have. No, 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 I could have. That's where it kind of started sliding a little little bit downhill, but you're uh, Burley is this golfer that gets his expectations, runs a little bit of muck, but he can play. He just has a tough time relaxing out there. (laughs) <laughs> but he got plenty of sniper balls. That's I was going to say, are you blaming the golf yeah. ball, or no. what's the oh, deal here? No, no, I, didn't have, oh, I, no. I, I didn't have the cap. That's no. what I'm blaming. Oh, yeah. So he was, his deal is like, oh, I don't have any balls. He's got plenty of balls. We're like, we can't find it. I like the sniper. <laughs> I like the sniper ball, and it, and it does do a good job inside 100 yards, which I wasn't going to trust early, but it does a good job. So 
I could use more because I've had the left to lefts, so I've been losing some. But uh, I'm sure I, next I time gave I'm... meat, you know, a couple dozen yeah, exactly. three months ago, and he still got them yeah. all. Yeah, well, I got one dozen a couple months ago, and I don't have any. Yeah, I well, know a guy that can get you some. No, all. you apparently you don't. Apparently you don't. I got, a guy. <laughs> you know. I got a guy. All right, I want to talk a little bit about the fact that I got word this week that Ascension, this rock star title sponsor, this champions event in St. Louis, is going to make a huge six-figure donation to some of these North County charities. That's awfully big of them. I know it was hugely disappointing to you when that tournament got called. We get it. It happens, that kind of stuff. But they're showing really where their heart is on this whole thing anyway uh, to step up here and to maintain it going forward. Are you guys losing a year because you came off of this, or they're still going to No, be... they're going to put it on the back end, so we're wow. still going to get four. I mean, wow. these guys are already talking to the PGA Tour about you know, talking or mentioning extensions. I mean, they haven't even had an event, and they, yeah. I mean, they're so committed. The, the community has been great. i got to tell you, so many uh, businesses and, and, and um, great community citizens stepped up. Um, Emerson led the way. They're, they're, huge, they're, they're, they're huge around here. Yeah, they they're they're, oh, they're, yeah. they're uh, Mr. David Farr that runs the company over there. It's just does a, a, an unbelievable job to be a great corporate citizen. And then Worldwide Technologies. We had um, uh, Jim Cavanaugh on the show last year. He's the CEO over there. They uh, stepped up in a, in a, and put a big number up there. And that's when you find out about who really does give a damn when you're in the middle of a pandemic yeah. and all of this uncertainty and those guys step up, that's huge. Yep. Yeah, that's huge. Well, and there's be... a ton of other companies that I haven't mentioned. But... It's going to be that much more special when it does happen. Yep. And hopefully, obviously, that that's uh, next next year fall, I guess, is what they're shooting. Yep. They, I think we're second week of September. And, you know, the fact – I wanted to bring this up. The fact that Phil played and made his Champions Day Tour debut, um, why not? Yeah. Why not next year? I mean, you know, he, you know, he still loves to show off. You know, he still can play great golf. Maybe he just needs to drop back a set of tees and play with us. <laughs> After that win, he's all jacked up. He doesn't. He, he's not going to care. A win's a win in, in your mind, right? Yeah, no and, doubt. And he's all fired up going forward. Well, you know, he gets to go to Wingfoot and play the U.S. Open there this year, um, which is, I will say this: I played in the '06 Open. And I love the venue at Wingfoot. And the fact that Phil hit driver on 18 would kind of be like you trying to drive your truck in the studio right here. Well, it just if you see the fit. commercial, I think it is, that he's got, he talks about, you know, uh, Wingfoot and getting to play there. And he says, you know, you know, why wouldn't you bet on me? You know, I've never let you down there. <laughs> Something like that. I mean, it's, it's pretty, yeah. he's got a good sense of humor. He does he, have he, a good he, sense he of takes, humor. Uh, it takes it lighthearted, but you know he wants to go and get get it done big time there. Oh, John, he's got, what, six six seconds? Or, you know, don't check us, folks, because we we know he's finished second a bunch in the U.S. Yeah. Open, and it's the only major, he needs the, the U.S. Open for the major slam. Mm-hmm. It's during his birthday every year because his birthday is the Saturday of uh, Father's Day. That's a lot Day. to ask, though. Oh. That's a lot to ask, At this baby. age, that's going to wrap up another show. I want to thank Bob and Kathy Donahue for supporting the show. Um, if you need anything done on your home, call Donahue uh, Painting and Refinishing at 314-805-2132. Pearly, thanks for being thanks, with Jay. us. Um, we didn't talk much about how much great golf we have coming up, but stay tuned next, on next other week. shows. We will talk about that. Uh, U.S. Open, Masters, and a lot more. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Hit him straight, St. Louis. 
That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com as well as at jdelsinggolf.com.